Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. I am Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Soak.com and with me I have the very lovely Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content or even podcasts just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like Aww. you. Thanks, Hannah. We are your special answering service when it comes to SES problems, queries, and just things. Did I say SES? SES? <laughs> you said SES. SES. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm going to carry on. Okay, so <laughs> we are your special answering service when it comes to SEO, not the SES. Just to clear that one up, okay? Yeah, we might have a helicopter in the logo, but that's as far as it goes. I think I'm going to move on. Sarah, how are you? Uh, I think you nailed that intro, Hannah. Thanks, I'm so That's good at intros. That's the best one, yeah. I just got so confused. <laughs> I'm a bit full. <laughs> when, I, when it comes, I wonder how many of these podcasts I've asked you how you are and it's related to food. Probably a lot because I'm like a gremlin. <laughs> you have to, I have to sleep at a certain time. I have to be fed and watered at certain times as well. So. I feel like I'm like that. Yeah, Definitely. I get, I get a bit grumpy if I don't have food. Yeah, seriously, hangry is a thing, and I'm like Hulk lady. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But no, I'm good. We had, um, I introduced you to the vegan wrap from Subway. Yes, you did. And it was a delight, wasn't it? It was an amazing introduction, yeah. It always makes me laugh though when you go to Subway and you order the vegan option and they still ask if they if you want cheese and toasted. You should almost be like you're not allowed cheese with this. Yeah. It's vegan. You're not a true vegan if you want to put cheese with it. But then I guess on that point you could have meat eaters have the vegan option. And yes. Still just sort of I don't know, compromise and have the cheese. I just I just think it's just hilarious how you'd go and have a vegan and they're asking you if you want cheese and it's just like, come on, people. Yeah. Like, it's just admit drilled. It. Just it's, it's drilled into the Subway people's minds, isn't it? Like, but you're not the biggest cheese, cheese fan. Taste no, Are you? Yeah, no. so I was almost tempted to be like, yeah, took some cheese on top. Put some cheese. I'm Yeah, and I know I'm in the small minority who believes that the world would be a better place without cheese. <laughs> well, no, technically, from a... Animal rights point of view. I mean, let's not get too deep. Yeah, <laughs> let's not. We should do a pod. No, not really. But don't, I'm, don't I'm, started. I'm one of these people that if you put cheese on my spag bowl, mm-hmm. you've spat on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel wow. when it comes to cheese. Wow. I mean, cheese on a pizza is fine because then you've got your toppings. But also, like when you've got garlic bread and there's flipping cheesy garlic bread oh, why oh just the taste no the texture no the meltiness no leather it's mold hannah do you know what you're eating is it cheese is mold yeah okay technically speaking can you give me some more bad stuff about cheese just to put me off it and then maybe i can do the whole vegan thing too uh, that's the top thing that i can think of right now okay well, maybe we can research that what for another else? time. What, what, you want to know? It gives, gives you nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Only in the Christmas don't, Carol. Don't eat cheese before bed. gives you nightmares. Give some people migraines. Really? Mm. Okay. It's got an awful texture. Oh, I don't like know. chalky. Like, <laughs> no. What was that noise? That was me, like, vomiting at cheese. <laughs> okay, so I... I Smells of feet. I, I sense some vehemence in relation to cheese here. Smells of feet. 
Okay. I feel like you just ignored that I one. Did, well, yeah. <laughs> smells like feet, Hannah. <laughs> You're eating something. Do you want to do a podcast feet. on SEO today? <laughs> no, I, I want to rant about cheese. <laughs> Anywho. We yes. do chocolate next time. What, rant about yeah, chocolate? Please. Oh, I know, because uh, we like chocolate. I know, but I, I'd like to not like chocolate. Okay, so we, I need to make you hate chocolate yes please okay that's next next that's next week people right let's talk about seo now yes so (laughs) what would you like to talk about i think a good topic when it comes to seo is user experience because it is juicy because i think there is the trap that when you when people think of seo you just think about content and keywords and links and and people neglect the user experience Mm -hmm. like seo is a big thing Mm -hmm. like there's lots of factors in seo but i do think user experience is important yep very important it is very very important from a designer's point of view as well i feel like a lot of designers out there will hate seo people because we ruin the beauty of a website with words and optimizations yeah if it's not done hand in hand yeah so in an ideal world, you'd have an SEO and a design person working together. Yeah. So the SEO person would be like, well, best practice to get this optimised and get this ranking, we need this. And then the designer would be like, yes, we can do this, but let's make it all beautiful and let's yeah. have unicorns jumping across the screen <laughs> and lollipops. And then and a user experience person would come in and be like, where's your CTA, guys? <laughs> Is there a call to action here? But yeah, so I think we sort of... When we're talking about user experience, it's very much that. So it is the experience of the user when they're on your website. So, like, are they put off by your website or is it an enjoyable experience for them? Why could I not say enjoyable? (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that there's even... So there's companies that have set themselves up where um, they have, like, a lab and they'll literally record reactions to people when they're using websites and yeah, stuff yeah. so um, you've got things like hot jar haven't you which which show you where yeah you so you've got so hot jar is like a heat map of so where people like like when most people come onto your website where are they like looking on your like do they even scroll down to the bottom yeah. sort of where thing? do they dwell yeah where do they dwell so so yes yeah, so user experience is all about because you want to keep that person on are they having a wonderful, beautiful experience when interacting with your website? Yeah. So the question here is because one big thing when we talk about user experience that lots of SEOers always bang on about is page speed, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's common ground, isn't it? Mm. And I suppose if you want to get a, like a developer or a designer on your side, you can sort of you can sometimes compromise with them and say, yeah, it's great that you use 17 videos on this page because it looks amazing. However, it's got a 17 second page load speed. And obviously people aren't staying on the site because of that. People are clicking off and they're not waiting for it to load. Well, we're, we're busy people. Yeah. We yeah. don't have 17 seconds to sit and wait. And if we go off a website and then go onto another website that is loading much yeah, quicker, we'll stay on that one. we're going to stay on that. And I think Google's even quoted as saying that it's, I think it says it sometimes won't even bother 
to index a page if it takes oh, okay. more than I think around two seconds. So it that I mean, shows that's how important it is. And yeah. not yeah, and how important it is to Google. Yeah. Page speed is important to and them. And user experience is important to them. It's their bread and butter. So what would you say then to our listeners? Um so obviously we're we're saying that page speed is important, but what are some of the things that would slow down a website? Well, video, image sizes, JavaScript, plugins. Yes, and that's definitely a case with WordPress. Yeah. So how, like, WordPress is an amazing content management system and it's really easy to put together a website, but you rely on plugins to do a lot of the things. And yes, I mean, mean, it's a bit contradictory because you'll have a plugin to better the user experience of, like, doing something, but then that slows down. So when it comes to WordPress and your plugins, just... Be a bit mindful. Don't go plugging crazy and be like, <laughs> ah, let's have all the plugins because that will slow it down. Yeah. And another thing with WordPress is um, CSS, so the styling. Yeah. So if you have it out of the box theme, obviously when you download that, it will download all the functionality for that theme, but you might not use all of the functionality. So that will slow things down because when someone comes onto your website, it has to download the style sheet for something that's not even being used. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a few other technical bits as well. So, I mean, going back to video, if you've got something that's an hour long and it's a video you're hosting on site, you could always just link out to that on YouTube yeah. or wherever you're hosting it. Um, but if it's something like 20 seconds and it's not a massive size, then yeah, keep that on the page. Also, make sure you've got a decent hosting platform. Mm. It's really not worth skimping on that kind of thing. And also a a decent content delivery network, ideally in the right country, because then obviously it just passes the users to your site as quickly as it can. Obviously, that's when things get a bit more expensive. But if, yeah, definitely with your hosting, don't don't do the cheap and cheerful. Yeah, especially if you've got a big site. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because you want to have more control than that, don't you? Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, from, from a page load speed. When we are talking about user experience and you're looking at your website, one thing that I would have in mind is, have you got stuff on your site that users stay focused on? Have you thought about the journey? So is there an easy, is there, are the journeys on your website easy to follow? Is there always somewhere to go to next? Mm -hmm. So you don't want like, okay, so you spent a load of time getting someone onto your website. You don't want them to get the information and go. (laughs) Yeah, you want to entice them on. Interactiveness, engaging. Have you got stuff on your website that does something when someone does it? Like, for example, on like like my media we've got like these triangles and when you hover over them they move and yeah. it could be something is like seem as silly as that but if it's if it's like oh wow look this is happening when I do this when I like hover yeah. over here when anything do, do you know what I mean yeah, and that all the, goes there's a flip side as well so do you know how people sometimes underline things in text yeah on a website you fully expect that to be clickable yes don't underline something if someone can't click on it yeah it's so irritating i feel like this has happened to you recently yeah well yeah (laughs) why are you not clicking i know (laughs) so and obviously speed as well so when um when we're thinking about getting users to stay focused we're going to go back to that whole speed debate that we talked about earlier and like think about like the colors that you're using on your website are they engaging headings so obviously people are going to be put off if there's just like big chunky bits of text yeah and it's not split up like use headings to like and bullet points and stuff to like um segment and sort of make it you just 
easy to read fonts That's so it, yeah. you've just got to make it really really easy for that person to read yeah definitely and, and on the point on headings so you've got your h1s and your h2s so h1s obviously normally your title and then your h2s will be your subheadings like you say to break up the text those are exactly the kind of things that need to work for both ux and seo yeah so you, you say you've got five h2s on a really long document on on a website and then okay you've thought okay well i'm going to split them up so don't then put one of those as what next yeah because that is not relevant to absolutely anything that exists anywhere in the world what next could be relevant to absolutely everything so do your seo bit a favor and say this paragraph's about whatever it's about yeah yeah and another point on the headings is when you so this is you know the point before about working with your designer yeah make sure that your headings make sense so obviously your most important is going to be your h1 yeah where is that h1 sitting on your website yeah sort of thing like is it even hidden? Yeah. yeah. So this is where working together with your designer and make sure your H1 is where your H1 should be. Make sure there's H2s and H3s and make sure that it looks right because you don't want, um, because I've I've had it before where when you're writing a blog or some content, someone won't use a header for a subtitle for a subtitle yeah or a title or a subheading sorry um, because it doesn't look right or it looks too big yeah do you know what I mean I so then you're fighting that but you can maybe you can quite easily change the font size on that if you're mm. a developer or if someone's showing you how to do it so it's not like you can't have it it's just that you need to change something yeah to make it exactly what you want it to look like I mean there is also the argument that um, Google is getting more intelligent as well and if you've got something bold and like it can understand what a title is um oh, but, so I, st- that's, that's but I don't know because yeah that's literally what seo used to be isn't it you used to put things in bold things underlined yeah and then it would be like oh great i'm seo now because you've bolded a load of crap yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. old really old school isn't it that is really really old school yeah and i suppose yeah and i suppose the reason google doesn't do that anymore because what people were doing was just bolding the keywords weren't they the spamming it, it. Yeah. whereas i think the the point that I'm trying to make is that um, I read somewhere, and maybe this, again, this is another debate for another topic, but Google is intelligent. And if it's got like a bold that looks like a title near a top of the page, yeah, it might understand. But then you're taking the control away because you're hoping Google understands that that's a title. Yeah. It might not. Yeah. So, I mean, to be on the safe safe side you'd just put it as a heading wouldn't you because exactly. then you're covering your back yeah I feel like I've just contradicted myself then. no but it was useful to debate that <laughs> I, I enjoyed I had, it I had a debate with myself <laughs> um so considering Google might yes. also want to consider different personas yes when it comes to UX so there need to be different journeys available based on what people are looking for and what they want to do to find it so some people will want to look at reviews first and others will want to just go straight to technical specifications especially if they've bought from you before and they know yeah. the product so they just want to make sure yeah yeah um and others will just want to just buy it maybe they've like you say maybe they've bought it before so you need to have things in place to allow different types of journeys you need to have something in place that gives people like maybe a a guide beforehand Mm. or a blog post or even if it's about a service say it's about um providing i don't know direct mail yeah you'd say you give people the background to give you the credibility and show what you you know what they're talking about other people will say they do direct mail i just want to contact them straight away yeah. I don't want to read about it. I want to talk to someone. Yeah. So you need to have all these different journeys available. And that's 
part of both SEO and UX. And I think a good point here is, so you're talking about like users being able to find what they're looking for. That is the three click rule. So here, so there's a sort of golden rule that you should try and follow in that pages shouldn't be more than three clicks in depth. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah someone should be able to find what they're looking for within three clicks. Yeah, from yeah. Whatever, whichever page they've landed yeah. on. And I guess whenever they've found what they're looking for, it needs to be in the same, in the right format for them. Yes. So, for example, I mean, I'm I'm not on Facebook anymore because all it kept showing me was videos. And I just, it does my head in when it just blares out video at me and I'm not even really interested. I will watch videos as long as I've got text along them. Yes, captions. Yeah, but most people... Well, not most people, I guess. A lot of people are the opposite, Mm. want to listen to videos. So if you've got like how to do something or something like that, you want to be able to see it maybe from a video, but then there's people who want to read about it instead or people who want to just screenshot something so that they can refer to it when they're actually doing it, like pumping up a bike tyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that definitely goes back to like people are different. People, like people's journeys or how they want to consume content is always going to be different like how some people like to read some people like to listen yeah and going back to the three click rule uh, a good tip for finding pages that are a bit too far down is screaming frog (laughs) i mean it's been a couple of podcasts and we've not talked about screaming frog i mean what's wrong with us (laughs) and then Moving on a little bit is, so another thing with user experience is responsiveness. Mm-hmm. It really had to think about saying <laughs> saying that one. So here, you've got to make sure that your website and the layout works on all devices, especially like mobile, yeah, because yeah. Google announced about mobile first yep. and, and all that jazz. So if your, if your website works amazing on a bigger screen yeah but then when you come down so I've seen it a couple of times like on a um when it gets shrunk or respond like when it responds to a smaller screen like you can't click a button or two things will end up really close together or it's just people can't use it and I mean you can so those that have a desktop version and there needs to be a desktop version like your design or it just makes sense yeah a way around so say for example someone comes onto your website and uses a mobile go down the amp route yeah yeah. amp stands for accelerated mobile performance something like that (laughs) basically it's just so if you've got an amp version of your website it just strips it back a bit so if you need like that maybe you're a photographer and you want that when people on desktop you want to show them the best images yeah do you know what i mean like they're really really high res really high res that makes sense if they're on a desktop but when that, you're going to be seeing it on a small screen. On a small not, screen yeah. or mobile where they might not even be like on Wi-Fi. They're using 2G, 3G. Yeah. That's where you need to really strip strip, strip it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where AMP can come in. I mean, AMP, maybe we should do a podcast on AMP because as much as AMP is awesome for this, it does come with some problems at the same time. So yeah. just as a disclaimer. <laughs> cool. Okay. Another point is your branding consistent or confusing so I'll give you an example of what I mean so say for example you've got a designer and they do a really cool look for an email or social campaign or even even an offline campaign but when the user reaches the website it looks completely different so that that's one sort of sets you off on the wrong foot Mm. and two it's just really confusing so think maybe like a pharmacy or something using the same branding as like Pepsi or Tango oh, or something like that. That just would not work, would yeah. it? Yeah. So you've done that. You've done like a really on brand 
thing uh, through the posts and then when you go online it's like what is this even the same place mm. or the difference Confusing. between fonts so you've used Arial offline and looked all hip and cool <laughs> and then actually your website's really old-fashioned and it uses Times New Roman oh or even worse Comet Sans <laughs> And then that's a bit of a design faux pas, isn't it? Yeah. I always hear, like, our designer in, like, my media, something's comments on, she's like, no. <laughs> no, really not. Okay, so another good point to be thinking about when we're thinking about user experience is considering the search intent. So here, um, so this is going back to um, whether someone wants to watch a video or read copy. Depending on a keyword or a phrase or a long or a long tail keyword, so mm. questions and what have you, ask yourselves what do users really want to land on? What would they expect to land on? So think about it like this: they might be searching, for example, I don't know how to make a pie. Face <laughs> everyone loves pie. <laughs> Save your sweet. Uh, sweet. No, su- <laughs> that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong answer. It's always savoury. But like anyway, what? moving on. I don't what know. What do you eat? Vegan pie? No, I'm just saying. What's you're, vegan either, pie? you're either a sweet pie or savoury pie, aren't you? Oh, okay. I thought you were like, it's always got to be the... Yeah, but what would you have in a savoury pie? What, as a vegan? Yeah. Air? <laughs> <laughs> Tofu? Pastry? Well, it'd have to be... Oh, crikey, yeah. Crikey, O'Reilly. Right, anyway. So, <laughs> going back to Sorry. my point. Uh, so, yes. So, someone might be searching... But like they want to know how to make a pie base. So ask yourself, would people want to read a recipe or do they want a video with captions? Is there a way that you can satisfy both? Yeah. And I'm always I'm always for doing that. Yeah, me too. So if you can do a video that's got captions or a um, transcript if, if or not, a transcript yeah. and then have like a copy of like a blog or uh so if it was a pie base it would be more of a recipe with your breakdown of step one step two always try and satisf- satisfy both if you can cool yeah that's a really good tip i like that and i bet you want in pie <laughs> i always yeah airy always vegan pie, pie. Mm. no i would have I, I would definitely have i'd say mm, maybe apple pie Oh, or Bakewell. Standard. Bake, see, Bakewell tart, is that a pie or No. no? Oh, see, a Bakewell pie. Well, pecan pie is similar, isn't it? And uh, that's a pie. I can't say if I've had pecan pie. Pecan pie is good. I like I like that together, though. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. That's a good brand name. Pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie. Someone's probably got it. Yeah. On on your previous point, um, not necessarily the pie-related bit, but the <laughs> um, just also consider whether your uh, calls to action have the most impact where they are. So in relation to the user's journey and whether you've shown video or, or copy and where where they are in the funnel. So, for example, you wouldn't suggest add to basket without showing the details button. Mm. Or you wouldn't then, after they've bought, after somebody's bought something, say, hey, read this blog post about it. Because they've bought it by then. They don't necessarily need to know all the benefits yeah. of it. They've hopefully read it by then. They've committed. Um, another point on, so going back to sort of font and stuff like that. Also consider the readability of whatever you're writing okay. on site. So does it suit your target personas? Is it the right sort of level? Is it like a law firm or is it a really, I don't know, fashionable um, yeah. like clothing site or so something like that? I suppose here is if you're a law firm, you've got to think of who your audience is. Yeah. Because if a law if someone, if a solicitor or a lawyer is writing it, they'll use lingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas if like an average Joe is reading it, 
they might be put off by the lingo because yeah. they don't understand it and they it. have to then research what that lingo and is about. it sounds about. scary rather than making things simple for people and making it more, making you more approachable, therefore more likely to contact. Yes. Hmm, cool. There's also some really good tools for that, by the way. So um, things like SEMrush and Search Metrics both have tools for um, helping you write things to show that it's the right sort of readability level, but also um, what, whether you've used the keywords that you're targeting and things like that. So they're really worth checking out. Cool. So another, so a good point here to talk about with, with user user experience is being simple. <laughs> so simplify people. So obviously, after listening to this podcast, you're going to do everything, everything that we've, we've mentioned. Yeah, everything that we've banged <laughs> on about, hopefully. Then the second step, once you've done all that, is go back to see if anything can be simplified. Now, I'm not asking you for a kiss. Don't worry. <laughs> But I am going to mention Kiss. Not it's the a, band. No, not the band okay. either. It's a nice anagram. Do you know what? Is, is it, it an anagram? anagram? Hang on. Yeah. Hold on. Google's coming out. It, it anag- Let's go with anagram. Carry on. I'll just. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So, Kiss as an anagram stands for keep it simple, stupid. Brilliant. <laughs> Which I love. The thing here is. It's not an anagram. What is it then? Um. So an anagram is where, say, for example, you needed to make a word out of something. So like hedgehog is, and say say you changed it around so it was like grodge. And you were like, oh, what word is that made out of? Oh, it's so like hedgehog. So what is? It's, um, oh, I can't believe I don't know this. It's like the tip of your tongue, isn't yes, it? Yes, damn it. Um, hold on. We need some uh, English teachers in here right now. Acronym. Acronym, of course. So the KISS acronym. There we go. I suppose SK would be an anagram. Yes. Of, anyway. There we go. That's that's made us like less stupid. Uh, yes. Keep so, it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. We are stupid right now. <laughs> uh, but yes, people love simple. We're busy. We're busy people at the end of the day. You're only going to keep adding to your website one way or another. So starting simple starts you off on the right foot. Yeah. And also, I read somewhere that our attention span is less than a goldfish as well. Wow. So, so yes, just keep it simple. But, so yes, you should keep it simple so people understand what they have to do and they can read it, they can access it, they know what they're doing. It's like, yeah, they know what they need to do next. But you've got to be careful that you're not simplifying to the detriment of the content. Yeah, that's a really good point. So if you've got pages that rank really well because you've got a a really good guide on there or something like that, but you're thinking, oh, this page takes really long to load, it's got a video and seven pictures in it, I'm going to get rid of the page. I guess you just actually just want to focus on the things like maybe linking out to a video, only using one image or making the image size smaller rather than getting rid of the content that's making the page rank. But then at the same time, going back to call to actions simplify keep that's yeah. in the, that that's the thing that you should keep simple yeah but, so it's all a balancing act really isn't yeah, it yeah it is and and a lot a lot of it's just common sense you wouldn't want six calls to action at the bottom of a i don't know a, a product listing page or a blog yeah you? you just think okay well i'm now supposed to contact these people because i've got all the information i need a nice tip that i will always give people is go to your your mum your grandparent, your loved one, your friends, give them a task. Yeah. Like, say, like, find this product. Yeah. Time. 
time it and see and do the three click rule see if they if they did it within three clicks yeah. or see if they got frustrated mm-hmm. like is is granny there like oh my god what's going on i can't find this product um <laughs> oh, granny sounds cute um okay cool so question that you're all dying to ask now right now probably screaming at us will this all have an impact on seo yeah yes yeah, so I, I, people are I screaming think that? people are screaming in their cars <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not screaming that, but probably, probably just screaming. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> cut them up. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, going off on tangents here. So, yeah, I, I want to ask you that question. Yes. So I would say yes. Okay. It's not, so basically, oh, no, it's not, a, it's not a simple yes or no answer is what I should say. So not focusing on your user experience won't necessarily have a negative impact. Mm-hmm. But it can help. And it's all an SEO is all about marginal gains. So um, what are you doing that's like better than your competitors? Can I use an analogy here? Of course you can. Brilliant. So imagine you you want to lose weight, right? Yeah. And it's not that you want to cut out all the bad stuff because you just can't. You love cheese too much. You really like chocolate. No one can put you off. That kind of thing. Mm. But actually, you start having slightly less of it. Yes. So it's that kind of thing where it's like just marginal changes. Yeah. And then suddenly you've lost a gene size. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way of thinking about it. And you've got your goal then, haven't you? Yeah. Um, so if you're doing all these marginal gains, then, and it's all about not standing still, because as soon as, so, so for example, you might be thinking, well, I'm ranking quite well for terms and I've not like bothered about user experience. Yeah. This is something that I don't need to worry about. No, as soon SEO isn't a one-time thing, it's ongoing. As soon as you say, I've done everything that I can, I'm going to stop. That's when you're in danger of your competitors doing better. Because at the end of the day, Google is all about user experience and Google will always show pages that like doing that better than yeah. what you are. So just because you're ranking now doesn't mean that you always will be just just think about how many algorithm changes there are and whenever there's a big one that comes out there's always chitter chatter about um companies like plummeting traffic some are increasing it's when you've let your guard down and it's when you've let your guard down so the question here does will use it does use experience have an impact on seo i would i would say yes yeah i think i think google would say yes too i've got a moz quote here talking about rank brain which is the uh, machine learning that helps to sort of process queries yeah um from google's point of view we've we've done a uh, a podcast on it before if you want to find out more i'm not going to go on about it now and the quote from mars says rank brain is the third most important rank- ranking factor focused on behavior metrics such as the site's bounce rates organic click-through rate pages per session and dwell time rank brain informs google whether the visitors enjoy navigating through your site nice <laughs> so that's pretty much saying what you've just said yeah, nicely put. Google. I, Google's just put it in a cleaner, simplified way than me <laughs> ranting. Um, so yes, I think to sort of round off this um, episode, when we are thinking about user experience, it's all it all comes down to the end user and what they're doing when they're on your site. Do they only use the mega nav, so the main navigation at the top, mm-hmm. or are they also using side banners? Are some people reading content and actually clicking links in the copy? Mm-hmm. I think I've seen you get annoyed in the past where you someone's underlined like uh, something in text yeah. and it's not been clickable. Yeah. 
<laughs> every time it's like that's not like and that's just because people when nine times out of ten when someone sees something underlined you think click you think click yeah. also have a look like use google Ana- analytics to look at how long users are spending on each page which pages have the most exits so here like if a page is getting the most exits then you know okay we're not enticing people to stay on yeah the journey's stopped there the, the journey is stopped i mean you'll always get because people are going to come off your, yeah. your page but if you carry on working okay so this is the next page that has the most exits you're yeah. always going to be bettering your unless, game unless it's a thank you for confirming yeah. your basket yeah Do which is fine because yeah. then they can go elsewhere <laughs> you've got their business it's fine uh um yes look whether so in google analytics you can see um the breakup of new versus returning users so obviously if you haven't got many returning users is that because the user experience isn't that well or Or is it because it's a one-time purchase it might be a one-time purchase yeah so it's not an always one from a service point of view definitely nobody ever really goes to a service provider's website just once yeah and another thing is bounce rate now one thing that i will say is um i always see a trend in blog posts having a quite high bounce rate yeah and i think that's because of the user's intent then so their research phase yeah so when you are reading a blog you've done you've done what you needed to so you've come onto a blog you've got your information and then that's your use end of user journey really but, good point, yeah. but if you know that that is a trend for your website find ways to entice people on so for example have a section to say if you found this blog topic interesting here's some other ones that yeah. you might want to read is there something that they could download because yeah. say there's like some content and then there's like a help sheet yeah if they've downloaded that and it's got your branding on and especially if it's gated so say download this but Gives your email address. Give for your email address because then yeah. you can nurture. And From stuff a like GDPR that. compliant point of view, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to understand, <laughs> yeah, all that jazz. Uh, let's not get into GDPR. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just have a look and think think with bounce rate how can i how can i entice people to stay on sounds like you could do a whole podcast on bounce rate i could do i could do because i think it's um if i'm ever off on holiday or something and we need to do one i think you should just talk to everyone about bounce rate because sometimes bounce rate isn't even a bad thing because sometimes people just want to come on and ring so they might just come to your website for to find out an address because they want directions or um they want to find your number so bounce rate is a bit of a pinch of salt but if a page that should not be having a bounce, high bounce rate yeah. has, then that's when you've got an issue. Yeah, completely agree. So, so yeah, I think that sort of, have we discussed in depth about We this? have, and I would like to move on to the feature. Okay. It's highly relevant. Very highly relevant. So, tall, Ahrefs, right? I thought you were calling me a tall. <laughs> not on air. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tool Ahrefs has something called the Ahrefs Rank and basically it ranks every website in the world from number one being the best websites right the way up to millions and maybe even billions probably. Okay. Um, so I've taken, I've looked at what the top 10 best websites in the world are according to the Ahrefs Rank over the last last 90 days and I did this on the 7th of August so a little okay. while ago now but still probably not changed that much. 
And um, so this, I should say, the Ahrefs rank is based on user experience, yeah. how good the site looks, yeah. uh, and rank- other ranking factors as well. So it's a really good overview of SEO and UX, I think. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to give you 17, and I need you to tell me, yes or no, are they in the top 10 best sites in the world? So you're giving me 17, yeah. and I've got to say whether they're in the top 10. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. So obviously more are going to be in the top 10 than less. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so number one, Baidu. <laughs> Babam baboo. <laughs> if you're a long-term listener, you'd understand that. Yeah. In, in, inside a joke there. <laughs> no. I might just tell you as we go along otherwise. Yes. Okay, so that, so that was correct. Yes. It was, it's indeed, it's not. So that's number 45. Okay. Facebook. Yes. Correct. That's actually number one. Number one? Yes. Ah, yes way yes way yes way i was like no way yes way no way youtube yes correct number four google.com <laughs> that's a hard one because you i know it is well let, let's hope that google's up there so yes yes yep number eight <laughs> google.co.uk oh and i did that with a raised eyebrow <laughs> Um, You've raised me a raised eyebrow. I know, I'm trying, yeah. Um, yes? No, number oh. 72. So how come Google.com is so good? And Ask the address. Okay. I know. Also, there's loads more, obviously, Google.ie and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. further down. And they're all, okay, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Not as good. Shopify.com. No. That's correct, number 64. Spotify.com. Yes. Incorrect. That's n- number 86. But you go on to Spotify to listen to music. Where are people going? Well, it's probably all the annoying adverts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know how it just could tell you that. Do, um, you do get to listen 30 minutes and 30 oh, minutes. I, I don't believe that. Oh. I don't think I've listened for 30 minutes when that comes up. Listen for 30 minutes and by listening oh, you never, to these adverts, you oh. won't have to be interrupted. And then you're interrupted about five minutes later. It's not right, is it? Um, I hope somebody from Spotify is listening. Um, Instagram. Yes. Correct. Number three. WordPress.org. No. Incorrect. Number six. Really? Yeah. WhatsApp.com. Yes. Incorrect. <laughs> Number 32. Pinterest.com. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I thought if, Number I said, nine. if I said yes enough times. Yeah, exactly. PayPal.com. No. Correct. Number 42. LinkedIn. Yes. Correct. Number five. Twitter. Yes. Correct. Number two. Plus.google.com. Plus.google.com. <laughs> Google Plus. Uh, no. Incorrect. Number seven. What? I don't know. Um, Apple.com. Well, they like to think different. And are they a little bit too different that people don't understand what's going on on the site? No. That's number ten. No. Oh. And Adobe.com. No. Correct. So you only got five wrong. Out of 17. No. Out of, well, yes, that's right. <laughs> I think I need a coffee. I believe we user can User experience that is exhausting. No, it's not really. User user experience. I love user experience. I mean, podcast-wise, user experience, I bet people have an awareness of it. I think time. it's the food. Go, linking back to what you said right at the beginning, we have just had an awesome Subway. Vegan, vegan wrap was very good. Vegan wrap was good. Very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, but yes, cool. 
Yes. There we go. Oh, I thought there was another the thing point no, that you wanted no, to I'm, tell I'm us. very happy with all that. Okay. Marketed Live is just around the corner, people. September Marketed Live is a marketing conference in Nottingham, which covers a, ra- a wide range, a wide, <laughs> a right, good old range. A wide range of marketing topics. So yes, head on over to marketed.live to find out more information. There's information on speakers, accommodation, all that lovely jazz. Because you are awesome listeners of SEO SAS, you get a cheeky discount, people. Whee! Yes, so go to marketed.live forward slash SEO SAS and you'll find out how much because I want to entice you yeah find out how much discount you get and more information there should we have a little sleep yeah yes please a nap would be lovely right now nap time yeah if we have a coffee first then by the time we finish napping it will sink into the system and we'll be wide awake that sounds like a good plan okay do you snore no of course not <laughs> would you tell would you be honest there in i would front of i think all of our s- listeners maybe snore once every three months <laughs> good to know that's a good ratio i think a, a very occasional very a very, very occasional, occasional if you snorer. if you're feeling a bit like you got a cold or a bit yeah run, exactly run down yeah. your snore yeah yeah we'll go for that how about you do you snore yes and i dribble as well i'm awful <laughs> I'm a delight. Like a puppy. Yes, like a puppy. Curse is one lucky lady, isn't she? She really is. Dribbler, snorer, painting a lovely picture. (laughs) Shall we say bye? Yes, thank you very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please leave us a review. We'd very much enjoy that and we love hearing what you think. Yes. If you want to follow us and engage with us on Twitter, please do so. You can find us, SEO underscore SAS. Find me personally on Twitter, Sarah McDuck. We're both on LinkedIn, Hannah Bryce, Sarah McDowell, Carrier Pigeon. <laughs> Although we'd probably prefer if you didn't use animals for contacting us. Okay, yes. You could do. send us some memes though, some really cute memes. That'd be, yeah. that'd be nice. Send us a pigeon meme. Yeah. <laughs> or, or no animals at all. <laughs> you know, you, you decide yourselves. <laughs> See you later. Bye.